Put that verse up there, Joe, if you don't mind. Galatians 5, 13 through 14. Get this in your spirits. We've got one more week on this series called Freedom. Verse 13 says, Beloved ones, God has called us to live a life of freedom in the Holy Spirit. But don't view this wonderful freedom as an opportunity to set up a base of operations in the old system or in the natural realm. Freedom means that we become so completely free of self-indulgence that we become servants of one another, which is what we're practicing tonight. On Saturday nights, we pray for one another. We're servants to one another. We're giving what the Holy Spirit has given us to give away to one another. Not for self-indulgence. We're free from self-indulgence. Say that. I am free from self-indulgence. That just simply means serving myself. That we become servants of one another, expressing love in all we do. Verse 14, for love completes the laws of God. And all the law can be summarized in one grand statement. Demonstrate love to your neighbor, even as you care for and love yourself. Father, we love gathering together and hearing from Holy Spirit. We love and know that you are the author of life and of true freedom. We are sensing and have sensed tonight the transforming love that you bring so that we can become more and more the people that you've called us to be. We love that you guide, and I love this, and woo us into a place of pure repentance so that we can change our mindsets and come fully alive in your kingdom. Tonight we ask you, Holy Spirit, to move us into a place that is interdependent with you and that we would come and join you on the adventure that you are calling us to. Father, tonight we want to leave behind the identity of independence and come into the true freedom of deep relationship with you so that we can give others that hope that we have. Father, tonight we love you because you first loved us. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, tonight, in a few minutes we've got left, I want to move into probably the most difficult topic when it deals with, it, with freedom, and that is independence. Independence is something that we are so biased towards and we have such a kind of a mental bent toward because that's really all we've ever known. In the earliest days of your elementary education or middle school education, you began to hear how the Declaration of Independence formed our nation. We don't know any differently. But can I tell you that independence is kind of a false flat. It's a false word. It doesn't really exist because nothing is truly independent of another. The Father reminds us of this in Jesus' story in Matthew 14, 29. Joe, put that up there. This is, as you know, we've mentioned this several times throughout this series. Peter and the, the, the boys are in a boat. Here comes Jesus walking on water. They're freaking out. And, and usually Jesus wants you to join him in something that's going to freak you out. Come on. They're scared to death. They're saying, there's a ghost. Usually that's when Jesus is going to say these three words. Come join me. You're freaking us out, Jesus. 
That's what I want to invite you into. That space of freakiness. This is a big-ass sea. I want you to put your foot in it, put your rod in it, so I can split it through you. Not independent of me, and I'm not independent from you. We work together. Matthew 14, 29. Come and join me, Jesus replied. So Peter stepped out. I mean, think of the weight of this moment. It's water, y'all. We people sink in water. We are not designed to walk on water. However, this is the kind of life that Jesus is inviting you and I to engage in. Come join me. That freaks me out. That's why I'm asking you to come join me. Jesus is always giving us examples of interdependence. I want to work with you. I want to work alongside of you. I want you to work alongside of me. That's why we're called Christians. We're like Jesus Christ on the earth. It's Lonnie Christ. It's Brittany Christ. It's Jonathan Christ. It's jo jo uh, uh, Josh Christ. I'm like, J I'm like on a J-roll. It's awesome. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on. Are you tracking with that? No such thing as something outside of interdependence. So this is the third voice. We've talked about dependence, codependence, and then independence. This voice says, I'm the hero. If something's going to get done, I'm going to do it. It's the voice that says, get out of my way. I can do it the best. I don't need any help. I'm sick of waiting on you. I need to get stuff done. GSD. This voice is really celebrated in our culture. We like heroes. We like hero movies. We like being the hero. But this is not the way God has called us to live. This is not the way Christ has called us to live. He has never called us to be independent. But it is the voice that's most heralded in our culture, isn't it? It's the voice that's most heralded in our churches. Most of the time, the way we learn things through our lives and through our impressionable years get carried into how we view the Father. And somehow we think the Father is independent of all of us. And it's just not the case. The Father isn't even independent of himself. I'll show that in a minute. Being the hero is all we're taught. Being the hero is all we're taught. I mean, I mean, look, just think about every Everything you've ever been taught, if it's going to be, if it's going to happen, you're going to have to do it. Don't rely on anyone else. Can you hear the things your parents or your teachers or some coach said in your mind? If it's going to happen, you have to do it. If you want to, you can't trust anybody. If you want it done right, you have to do it. I remember my own family saying that all the time. If you want something done right, you do it. Rely on you. Don't rely on anybody else because they'll let you down. Are you tracking with me? Is this all resonating in your mind? That's the spirit and the message of independence. This is not true freedom. Can I just say this? Independence is not freedom. Independence is not freedom. Let me crack this open. In the independent voice, we bypass collaboration. 
We don't have time rather than listening to others' points of view, other than listening to the freedom others have, other than letting them collaborate and pour into what we see as a vision for something. We bypass that and say, get out of my way. I'm a, this is my ship. You're on my team or you can get off. Have you ever had a guy or a leader like that? And in the wake of that ship, there are just dead, wounded people on both sides of the shore. That's independence. That big-ass ship is called independence. Thanks for setting the stage tonight. Just can't get ass out of my head. <laughs> we won't send this message to the masses. We bypass collaboration and we want to do things on our own. With our own built-in biases. And I can tell you, my friends, this is a very and probably the easiest voice to listen to. Especially if you've been trained like in Indiana. That's just what you do in the Midwest. You just get it done. We're not very good at collaborating. We think that independence is something that is good rather than looking at it from the point of view of, watch this, the point of view of isolation and control. Independent people like to isolate and they like to control. Usually the two go hand in hand. If you're a control freak, you're probably independent voice. You're listening to the independent voice and it's not true freedom. Freedom is not independence. Independence is not freedom. When we are operating in the independent voice, we want to do things on our own power rather than relying on the collaborative effort of the community. We want, we want to beat ourselves up. We want to be the hero, but we can also be the villain at the same time. That's the problem with independence because it sets you up to be this awesome hero, but it also sets you up to be the awesome failure. So you can take a momentary piece of success or take an eternity of failing in the independent spirit. We want to do things on our own power, and therefore we lose the power of collaboration. We lose the power of listening to a conversation. We lose the power of hearing the other side, the other points of view. We lose the power of imaginative, creative voices in the room that everybody doesn't carry, but some do very well. Many times, my friends, listen, hear this, hear this. Independent voices burn out quickly. Can, I'll say it again. If you're, you see, independent people, they want to be the hero, but they're also the people that will burn out the fastest. Does that hit someone? Because they're doing things on their own all the time. They don't want help. They'll do it themselves. Get out of my way. I know what I'm doing. Matter of fact, it would just be easier for me to do it than to teach someone else how to do it. Come on, how many times have you heard that? Parents. <laughs> Son, can I just mow the lawn? It's just better for me to mow it because, not now, but, you know, earlier. Like there's a big streak of grass. How did you not see that? Okay, I'll just do it myself. You see, that's independence. Now, I'll be honest with you. This is the voice I fall into. Honestly, I will, I, God, help me. I fall into independence all the time. All the time. And I'm, I know I'm not alone in the room. People fall into independence all the time. It's the easiest voice to listen to. I don't really want to do favors, so I'm not the codependent type. I'm not dependent because I don't sit around waiting for others to do things. And if you haven't resonated with the first two voices, I promise you, you're resonating with this voice. Many times we suffer, we, we suffer 
I'm hungry. We suffer burnout and frustration because we are not leveraging the gifts of the body. Come on, somebody. When someone is operating in the hero mode, I said this earlier, but this is better stated. They are easily the targets of success and just as true, the target of failure. They can also suffer from what they call hero syndrome. Where if I want something to get done, the syndrome is I do it. If you're a five on the Enneagram, forgive me, but you're probably somewhere in this world because you, you need, oh, sorry, I'm not looking. I'm not looking. <laughs> Was that supposed to go further? I looked up just in time. I, I, I'm, again, I'm not, again, I'm not accusing, I got tons of poo going on in my own world. So usually fives are looking because they've had to do stuff on their own their entire life. Or if you've been abandoned or if you've had a divorce or if you've had your mom say, hey, dad's not around, you, it's, I'm relying on you. Do you see how this is, this developed, this independent voice has developed? And fives are seeking after knowledge as power so they can be independent. They can be the hero, not the fives in the room. I'm sure you guys are incredibly healthy. Nothing but love. This way, I don't have to wait on anybody else. I can just do it myself. And I, and I like getting stuff done, GSD, right? So then I just get out of my way so I can get stuff done. For us as Western Christians, this can be the most popular voice to listen to. To be honest, it's kind of how we're wired. I mean, if we're just honest with it, it just doesn't have to be a five on the Enneagram. It could be all voices, all numbers, all numbers, ones, twos, achievers, threes, whatever they are, sevens, right? If I'm going to party, I'm going to party on my own. That doesn't really make a party. Listen, folks, we're founded in this rebel independent attitude. It's subconsciously wired into our, into our system, so to speak. And we don't even know that we're approaching the Father through something, through a system that is wired in us independently. So it's my personal salvation. You see what I'm saying? It's my, it's my experience. It's my experience. Well, there was never a my. It was always an us. It was always the body. It was always community. It was always together. It was always the table. It was always the temple. It was always the court. It was always the streets. They were together. They did this thing together. It's an unintended consequence of living the way and living the lives that we do. Everything we do, we approach the Father through how we're wired, through our natural biases and bents. And as hard as we even try to take off those glasses and change, the stems are still kind of comfortable, aren't they? And the lenses still kind of got the same bent as, and color as we're used to. Now here's the rub. Oh, if you get anything tonight, this, get your brain around this. Christ was not the hero. <laughs> I'll say it again. Elena, did I just mess with you? Christ is not, Jesus is not my hero. And this is what I mean by that. Because he was always in collaboration with the Trinity. Come on, somebody. Jesus never operated independently. He never fell into the trap of hero syndrome. I'll just do this myself. All right, y'all, get out of the way. 
Do you see the model that Jesus set? He said, I'm going to use you boys, collaborate with you, partner with you, so that you can be Christ, you can be my anointing on the planet to bring heaven to the earth. Christ is not the hero. Christ collaborated with the Father. He said, I don't do anything. I don't hear the Father saying or see the Father doing. Holy Spirit is, is his agent of empowerment. Are you tracking with this? And so as we've talked about false system and good system, false trinity and good trinity and holy trinity, we see the same thing happening. Jesus is always collaborating. He is always interdependent because he knows that independence is the fastest way to temporary success or eternal failure. Christ never operated independently, and he invites us into this kind of a lifestyle. If we look at the very nature of God as comprised of three persons in one, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we know this, but they're always working together, and they're always interdependent. Nothing is truly independent of another thing. Think about that. We are not an independent nation, nor were we ever. Never were we independent. We needed help. We needed collaboration from the French. We needed collaboration later on through other entities, through other treaties, through other covenants, through other, through other things. Nothing truly in and of itself is independent, and yet that is the voice that we listen to the most. Well, you're just your own man. You just be your own woman. And nothing truly is independent. And this is why independence can be a false trap. There's nothing that is independent in and of itself. There are no single heroes. There are millions and millions of heroes. Come on, somebody. Millions of heroes. I love the, the army slogan. And if you understand what the army means, this is really cool because it's kind of a contradiction in term. It says army of one, O-N-E. And everybody's like, it's not an army of one. What are you doing, raising a bunch of Captain Americas over there? No, it's officers, non-commissioned, and enlisted comprising one from many e pluribus unum from many become one many heroes interdependence so quickly just a couple minutes many of us fall into this type of trap it's very easy i know that but here are some signs that you know when you're falling into the independent trap or the independent voice number one i can do it on my own i think we've settled that i got this i don't need anybody's help I built my first home. It was a disaster. I, I mean, it looked good from the outside, but the inside had all kinds of foundation problems because I said I can do it on my own. Someone told me that I should, this is a true story. I had the entire deck on, which means the entire subfloor of this massive house. Uh, it was like 40 by 78. It was a huge, long-ass ranch. Someone said, hey, you should string a line across the corner to corner to make sure that everything is nice and flat. I'm like, I don't need to do that. I know what I'm doing. Independent. For the rest of the time we lived there, the beam had sagged. And so all the drywall kept separating from the ceiling. So for 10 years, you know what I did every winter and summer? I was taping the cracks in the ceiling because I, I knew what I was doing. I didn't need any help. Number two. If you want, this is another voice you can listen to. If you want to do something right, then you have to do it yourself. I can tell you that if this is your attitude, you're going to miss out on some gems of collaboration. Number three, 
I don't want to collaborate because I don't want anybody else telling me what to do. Guilty. I don't want, I don't want to collaborate because it's just easier for me to get stuff done than it is for me to have to listen and explain the vision and explain what I'm trying to do through somebody else. I don't want to do that. I don't want to collaborate because I don't want anybody telling me what to do. I can do this on my own. And finally, I have the best ideas, and I will do whatever it takes to implement them. True freedom knows that we cannot operate in a vacuum. You cannot operate in a vacuum. True freedom must have a support system in place that can maximize the impact that Jesus wants us to have on the planet. This is why, once again, when we see Jesus stating that we are now the carriers of the gospel, we are Christ on the planet, collaborating with him and carrying out, the power, carrying out his mission through the power of Holy Spirit. This is the Great Commission, my friends. And this is why I believe some of the apostles saw him ascend the very day, and yet some still doubted. You know why? They probably had independent spirits. He, he wants us to collaborate. I can't stand Matthew. He's a punk. And Peter is such a, you know, such a jerk. He puts his foot in his, I mean, I don't like these guys. Can't, I don't think that they were doubting Jesus was actually ascending. I think they were doubting the message. They were doubting the commission. Go, teach, preach, baptize, make disciples together. I gave you the power and authority. Now work together and do it. Some doubted. Hmm. I don't think it's going to work. Tonight the challenge is to get out of the boat. I mean, get in the river. Step up towards Ted. Whatever. Go, you know, go. Move. Change. I love that when Father said, why are you crying out to me? Tell the people to move on. I've already given you everything you need. Look at you in your hand. Strike the water. Here we go. Let's pray.